0: Welcome back to the show. It's We Are Live. Chris Simmons, Travis Terrell, the Stream Queen, Chris Gardner, also here. Wanted to be, give a yeah. big shout-out to our friends at Tech Electronics. We do shout-outs on this show, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, techelectronics.com is the website. You can see all their capabilities. Uh, if you're in the St. Louis area or any uh, city, at one of their eight locations throughout the Midwest, they can help you. That's right. We uh, we got the, uh, the help from them with our cameras, our studio, the Behringer board. That's right. It's a Behringer lookout. Uh, They helped us outfit the studio, but they can help outfit uh, your workplace with emergency systems or uh, tech help of any kind. That's Tech Electronics based right here in St. Louis, techelectronics.com for more information. Uh, Real quick, uh, are you guys comfortable with what the Cardinals are doing? They uh, are now only two up on the Cubs. Mm. Uh, Brewers take two of three over the weekend. Does anybody care? Well, it's get about to be crunch time. They're still in first. What do they have? Uh, ten games left against the Cubs? Seven games? Seven against, seven the, against, Cubs. against the Cubs. So uh, 14 games left,
1: half of them are versus the
0: Cubs. Going to be fun, right? I
1: don't know if it's 14. It's, uh, it's somewhere in that.
0: number. Yeah,
2: I'm either way. Oh uh, yeah. We uh, got some drama. We got drama. What did you expect? America loves drama. Uh, That's fun. Uh, Carlos Martinez hospitalized over the weekend. Uh, apparently uh, something to do with uh, respiratory issues. Uh, the Cardinals... Uh, Should have a little bit more word today about his status in the future, but it was a great concern for the organization. He was hospitalized. I was off the recent trip in Colorado, and so he was dealing with that, and so therefore the Cardinals had to rely on other parts of the bullpen to close out the game yesterday, and they were very unsuccessful as Ryan Braun hit the go-ahead grand slam that put the Brewers ahead for good and they indeed take two out of three. They they're salvaging their season. They lost their MVP Christian Yelich for the season, so that's they're taking
0: too many naked pictures for ESPN. Well, maybe that's probably what it was,
2: but yeah, uh, we love drama here in St. Louis. Nothing's ever easy, especially when it comes to the St. Louis Cardinals and this time of year. And hold on to your butts; should cool. be a lot of fun. I
0: like Great that. way to put it. Mm-hmm. Good announcement. Should be a lot of fun. I'm very
2: excited about it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Uh, that I want to get to this hour, boys and girls, because okay. we have a lot on our lovely rundown. And I would like to uh, eventually get to some of the ones that I've sent to Gardner over the last couple of days. But I want to start with one that's kind of close to our wheelhouse, because we, we, we love Saturday Night Live. We enjoy it. We've had several of their castmates join us, former cast members join us on this show. And recently, SNL just announced some new players, including the very first Asian cast uh Bowen yang, am I saying that correctly? Bowen yang has been added to the cast uh, and to white people. Um, surprise surprise there. Uh, but then there's some controversy surrounding the gentleman if you're watching on our screen uh, in the lower right hand corner, some controversy surrounding him. Chris, you're a fellow white. Um, what, what, what I love
0: that there's no he's, this is done with zero irony. <laughs> Go ahead, Traff. Go ahead. Uh, ahead. (laughs) What's his name? Uh,
2: Clam McClannerson? Oh, boy. Is that his name? Uh, Shane Gillis. Uh, He is one of the new cast members of Saturday Night Live. However, uh, apparently uh, some video uh, for one of his podcasts surfaced or was released.
0: Surfaced? He released it himself (laughs) years Uh, ago?
2: No, it's, it's apparently the podcast uh, that he that's got him into some trouble uh, took place this year. Hmm. Uh, and in the podcast, he refers to uh, Asians uh, at one point. Did as, you listen to it? Uh, yeah, I heard some of the audio. He referred to Asians as Jew chinks uh, that had and then of course, he did the uh, stereotypical Asian accent and dropping the L's and R's on some of his words. Uh, careful. I, I I don't know why you would do that. That's not funny, guys. Careful I don't there, Trev. Who, who would do something like that? Yeah, it's huh. just hackish. Uh, yeah, it's very hackish, of course. Uh, he uh, could
0: there be audio that could resurface <laughs> of anyone else? I I wouldn't be aware of it. It's I, kind I of a thing. I, I don't know anything. It's been done about that. But times on the show.
2: Uh, so yeah, so uh, there were some comedians <laughs> who he issued an apology. <laughs> no irony. Uh, he issued so, an apology, uh, kinda. Yeah, kinda <laughs> apology. I don't know if he would call apology it that. Apology
1: to those offended.
2: He apologized to those offended, and he said something about the he's pushing boundaries and being edgy um, as a performer. But yeah, he he seemed to sort of kinda apologized about it. A lot of other low, a lot of the I national think, comedians. I think
1: pushing boundaries and um, being edgy is uh, his description as well. Let's be clear.
2: Uh, let me see if I can get to his a sta- a statement. Yes, it's a, here's his apology. I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. Mm-hmm. I sometimes miss. If you go through yeah. my 10 years of comedy, most of it bad. You're going to find a lot of bad misses. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said. My intention is to never hurt anyone, but I am trying to be the best comedian I can be. And sometimes that requires risk. I, we had a conversation about this off the air And we don't have to spend a ton of time on going through uh, the, 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 the comments that he said on his podcast. I think the apology was a missed opportunity. I don't think anyone, I don't think this warrants him being quote unquote canceled. I can understand if SNL wants to go in a different direction because of the controversy it has created. It can can serve as a distraction from the rest of the cast, especially the new cast members. Mm -hmm. Um, It certainly can serve as a distraction as you get set for the upcoming season. And so I would understand if SNL wants to go a different direction now after the controversy. I don't think necessarily he needs to be quote unquote canceled. I do think his apology was a little bit of bullshit. Um, uh, (laughs) That's, I mean, not to his point. We have all said and done things, certainly comedically, that miss the mark.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, even when you're trying to, you know, play upon stereotypes, I've done it. I'll acknowledge. I've said things that absolutely have been offensive, and I definitely should apologize for. And I think <laughs> comedians do it not to necessarily be offensive. They attempt to be funny, and so in that regard of missing the mark, he's right. You miss the mark sometimes, but I think you also have to acknowledge that. Using words like Jew chink and certain homophobic language is incredibly offensive. And to say, yeah, you're right, it was, and I apologize. I don't understand why that's difficult for a lot of artists to acknowledge. Um, and again, pushing boundaries, <laughs> i don't, that doesn't necessarily leave it open for you to just say any and everything because you're attempting to push boundaries.
1: But um, It's like when you say, if I'm not mistaken... Oh, I can say whatever I want after this because I said, if I'm not mistaken, and every
2: look, every comedian has done this: Chappelle, Seinfeld, uh, John Stewart. Like everyone, at some point, has done something that offends a race, that offends a gender, that offends homosexuals. Like, and I and I think, a lot of times, just because you don't have the intentions to offend, doesn't mean you didn't offend. And I think comedians should acknowledge that. I think it's okay to acknowledge that, okay, I wasn't trying to piss someone off or or have someone be upset, Mm -hmm. but it's very clear that I was- sometimes they are. Right, and sometimes they are. And we've talked about those types before as well. But I, I think in this instance, there was a missed opportunity. I see that Andrew Yang offered his, you know, hey, come on in, let's talk about this. I see some other Asian American comedians who- Entirely want him off, want him gone, and are upset that it takes attention away from uh, the newest Asian cast member. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Where do we go with this situation? Does he keep his job? Should he be able to keep his job? How do you think it plays out?
0: I don't need him. To by the way, his the job, debut is I mean, September twenty-eighth. Uh, I'm not, I'm not directly affected by that. So, people feel that they can't watch Saturday Night Live or appreciate it. Uh, I mean, that's one thing. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you, you're – and I, I actually appreciate how you uh, how you said that, that he could have just made his life a little easier by approaching a statement differently right. uh, and not jeopardizing his integrity as a comedian or artist. Um, just would have made his life easier and could have moved – It would right, have been wise just have to, and just to apologize. You, a little it, bit. You, there is some he of He the, says something
2: wrong. Dude Chang's is wrong. Let's that's, 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 be very clear with that. That's very wrong. Ignorant is, is a racial slur. And he should have say, hey, that's a slur. I shouldn't have said it. I was being lazy in a podcast that I never thought anyone in America would probably listen to. And because of that recklessness, because of that laziness, I sincerely apologize. And I don't understand why that's weird for an artist, a comedian especially, to acknowledge. You know, it's a, you know that's a slur. You know what I'm saying? Like, So even if Chris said it in a joke, the N-word, Chris knows it's a slur. So it was a failed attempt at being funny. You were being very reckless. Dude, you know why, it's a slur, but to play the... But play the I was pushing boundaries card just feels yeah. very
0: lazy. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know him. And if it, if it was discovered, he's like a horrible person or something. But honestly, I, I wish it was just kind of, I'm guessing he's not a horrible person. Um, and I'm, I wish that, uh, I hope it goes well. And I think. Um, say what you want to say, man. Say what you,
2: you, you're guarding yourself. It there's was no guarding.
0: Yeah, there's no guarding. It's some comments from a long time ago. No, it was four months it, ago. It, it
2: wasn't a long time ago. Let's be. That's that's. that's I thought that's, it was from. No, uh, a this while was ago. this was 2019.
0: The direct quote was from 2019 the, the 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 podcast comment was from 2019 that was that uh, there's a it's no, not a there's it's not a else.
1: one-time thing is got the, it right it's so thing. then what i looked at said so it was from a long time ago yeah, so th- there's multiple if he wants ones. to
0: keep if he wants to keep trying that stuff i mean you're on saturday night live now and that's going to get brought up and i'm guessing people aren't going to appreciate that and if you don't feel that way or you don't feel that it's uh necessary to your comedy then why keep going down the road just for your own sanity health whatever else so the I, jc
1: I, I, comment is what he used to reference andrew yang
0: mm. got it so yeah not smart on his part and you know like you said be more efficient if you truly are over it sorry whatever else or you think you should even if you don't feel you should apologize I, I'm, I'm not saying to give in to crazy social media mobs but you know you have a lot of you have coworkers that are asian you have stuff like that that you're going to have to deal with. Um, so you either need to decide if that's super important to yeah. use in your comedic musings or, you know, talk to some people, be professional, and acknowledge that you've could you've pissed some people off and you can move forward. Or if you really feel it's super necessary for your comedy, uh, hold on to that and see where it goes. <laughs> Probably won't go too much further. But, yeah, I don't think that's a hill he would want to die on. Is my is the, at the end of the yeah. day? I mean, that's kind of what you're saying, Travis. I, I, not only that, I, I just I would I
2: it's, it's from a I'm looking at this from multiple angles, but the angle that would frustrate me if I'm a writer and player on the show is that it's a major distraction. It's it's a complete distraction from because every time people tune in and see him, they're going to immediately associate him with this moment. And I think he could have put that to bed by well, simply saying...
1: I think the issue here is you guys obviously were thinking of two different things. So you said moment there. Think of moments plural. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a trend. Yes. Is the, it, the issue I see. This wasn't a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. This happened multiple, multiple, multiple times. And I think I even read an excerpt from an interview he gave within the last year, I thought. Where he even specifically talked about how he goes after Asians, because his audience reacts to that. Hmm. So. So he's got to make a choice. I we, mean, that's that's not a one-time deal. That's uh I'm crafting my comedy around this.
2: And that's and that's so an, that, and, and the, that's, that's an issue. I that think. is an issue, and I, I I didn't realize that, but and that but I I just think it. Again, to just place it on by just saying you're pushing boundaries, I think a lot of comedians, Asian, white, black, would all acknowledge that, that that's that bullshit. That part of the
1: statement is as lazy. As, that's very lazy. As the yes stuff we're talking about.
2: And and I and I think we've seen Saturday Night Live push boundaries on several issues. I think though, even when they miss the mark, they often acknowledge that. Oh, right. Okay, we missed the mark. Well, that's on why, my.
1: like I've always said, like when you go into these territories, if you're a comedian. And you, you, you should expect backlash if you're not good at it. That's
2: that's what it comes down to.
1: And like you have to be a really good and that's why you appreciate people that are and they separate themselves that can dive into material along these lines that are racial stereotypes or whatever. There's a reason they're really good and talk about it and don't get a backlash that others do, because they're skilled at discussing it, skilled yes. at delivering the material and i think you look at guys like let's even for
2: example let's look at bill burr Bill burr is a guy that i think does a very good job you can discuss black people you can discuss asian people you can discuss other communities there's a deft way of doing it there's a, a way you can go about it but to lean on old stereotypes especially inside your comedy it's one thing to make a glib comment It's another thing to make it a part of your comedy. If you're Mm -hmm. going to make race a part of your comedy, you need to be more deft in doing it. You need to be more, especially in this era, you need to be more conscientious of how you deliver said joke. It forces you to be better, I think. I think people often complain about they can't say things like they used to say. We even joked about it with what I had to come up with for the Loop Trolley. It was family-oriented. Okay, as a comedian, that's a challenge. Can you write something for everyone? And I think I don't understand comedians who just say, well, I can't say what I used to say back in the day. Switch it up. That's part of the gig. That's part of the craft. You have to be able to go with the changes, go with the evolution of the audience. And I think it is lazy when a comedian goes, I'm just bushing boundaries. Bro, you can do that without leaning on. Stereotypes that we got rid of right. thirty not, years ago.
1: My problem is that you're not pushing back right? Like that's been done,
2: and you're not put right, right? <laughs> and it's not original. That's right. another thing. Like we've seen that before. So it's not pushing boundaries. But again, to my, to, it's to, like
1: I, I, when I hear people I talk about PC culture. Normally, what that is is someone who's just an asshole that's now getting in trouble for being an asshole, right? And and now <clears> they <throat> don't like being called an asshole and having to live with that. Oh, I'm an asshole.
2: That's another thing that you also have to live with as a comedian. If you say something that's offensive, you
1: have to acknowledge the backlash. Like the
2: backlash is going to happen. New like cast you, you, you can't be like, oh, oh why are you guys yelling
0: at me? New cast members just need to get together, share some China Uh-oh. food, and figure this out. Chinese if I food. were to use Travis's food. terminology, that's Chinese the Black food. Chief. Travis says Chinese Yeah. Do we want to run food. through a list of Chinese, Chinese, Chinese cities that Travis can pronounce for us? I, I mean,
2: have pronounced cities as best as I can. I don't know what
1: else. You guys mm-hmm. could be talking about. Gardner, make sure to delete all that, please. Thank you. A lot mm-hmm. of work and I don't I know if I'm that. really going to The caravan of mostly Central American
2: immigrants is now in the Mexican city of mm. Huartula. Mm-hmm. Is
1: he offensive?
2: Uh, I, th- I think I think and I, I think what he's doing Oh
0: what's frustrating is that
2: I don't think I think comedians have said very, I've said offensive things before. I
0: was going to say, the stuff he said probably is said in many comedy clubs throughout the country. And I'm not, but the the problem is when you're him, you just got pushed. Like you made that choice to do that. And you can say X amount of people do it in every black, white, mixed, whatever club it is. But then you're also, but it's also, are those people going on a Saturday Night Live? And did they readily say it multiple times on podcasts mm-hmm. and whatever else? And you just have to be prepared to face that. It doesn't look like he's going to get fired, but maybe he'd be wise to think differently about his approach. So. I'm curious to
2: see how this does play out. Lauren Michaels hasn't said anything
0: as of yet, and I don't. People I don't be playing that Belushi samurai <laughs> clip a whole lot. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Say wait, what? You care about what? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't think how it'll it be much after a couple more news things happen. To be honest, if he, if he now, if he just comes out and continues to use that language. And, and I think that that I think he'll lose his job. I think the only thing that sucks with I that. think
1: maybe they just limit his role for a season and he's gone or something even along those lines.
0: Never know. They, people that happens anyway. Yeah. That happens anyway. So that's an
1: easy out if they Could be that. if that's what they want to do.
0: Right. Sure.
2: I uh, I don't I don't know how this goes works going forward. I don't know. This yeah. is
0: um he'd be wise to go on, crush it, maybe even have a couple uh quick conversations with uh his peers if they're willing. Yeah, move forward. Now, if I he wants or or he can hold on to the words mm-hmm. and see where that gets him.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think and I think he would have been able to almost dodge his controversy if it wasn't for his statement. I th- I think he would have been within I think I that know. statement really is not sitting well with a lot of comedians I today. A that, lot of comedians I've seen on Twitter or like some very prominent, notable comedians were just like yeah, so, you may have had us if you didn't lean on that statement. That statement is not making a lot of people feel so better let, about let's, today.
1: Let's let's separate comedians and the general public. Okay, mm-hmm. so the co- comic community—they're more offended by the statement and when he says he's pushing batteries. Yeah, Then the actual. The is more offended by the multiple times he uses slurs right. referring to Asian
0: people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's Like, he's well, just... pushing boundaries. So now,
1: so now, he's he's got he's, two he's, crowds. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's got
2: two crowds coming after, him. and that's why I think that's why he made a mistake because he could have had comedians come out in his defense. And I think he just mis- He absolutely misplayed that. I, yeah. I don't know who gave him advice to write that statement. Maybe he just wrote it on his own, but he would have been wise to put more of a... And I've said this before, even in regards to Kevin Hart's statement during the Academy Awards controversy. Look, there are things we have all done and have said that a lot we completely regret. And we set them in a moment either to be funny, either to be glib, either be a smartass. We've all done it. So it isn't as if people are saying you have to be perfect in everything you do and everything that you say. What they're saying is acknowledge your ignorance. Acknowledge your irresponsibility. And I think to see comedians who can be some of the smartest people in the room be so stupid at handling these types of controversies is mind-boggling to me, especially when I saw with Kevin Hart. That blew me away still to this day. A guy that's so image-conscious would be just so bad at PR. And, and even in this case, he this guy seems young enough to know how this all works. He knows how the internet works. He knows how Twitter and Facebook works and how podcasts works. So why not just come out and say, protect your account. Oh, that. And also say shit like, oh, man, I was being stupid. I was trying to be funny, and it didn't. And it wasn't funny. I missed the mark and it was offensive. I wanna apologize. That's not who I am as a person. That's not who my comedy is. And that's not what I'm about. Like I don't understand why that statement is so hard. The idea that you're pushing boundaries, like I said, that's a slap in the face of a lot of comedians. And you don't if you if you if you were if there was ever a chance to get the comedy crowd, the comedians of the world behind you, you screwed that but up. For two so, different reasons. Yeah. You pissed off two different Two different of factions. <laughs> Uh, Gardner, I saw this. This
1: is Well, hold f- on. Uh-oh. Since we're on comedy here. Oh. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, there's a, a video we've been wanting to get to. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, I just, I had such a good time watching this. And if you can hear, you really need to focus on the audio. If you're just watching, uh, maybe turn up your volume. But this is our friend Nathan Orton at a now defunct <laughs> open mic.
2: <laughs> oh. Uh,
0: and uh, I believe Mike Ratcliffe is a comic here. And he hosted an open mic in St.
1: Peter's,
0: O'Fallon. Oh, don't get the city out wrong there, there. Out there. Oh, well, you better I'll have better sources. City. Yeah. I'll confirm the city. Bar owner not happy, I guess, with multiple things. They... The, this person did not seem as though they were really on board with the open mic having. So to, to qualify, open mics are where you try new stuff most of the time. Or people who have never done comedy get an opportunity to go up and give it their first try. So you get a mix of seasoned pros and literal first-timers. And the material is not always going to be that great. Personally, I applaud anybody who runs one of them because uh, they're super difficult to make successful. But uh, this is the, uh, I guess... Previous to this, it had been alerted that the bar owner was going to be canceling the open mic, and uh, Nathan Orton takes the stage. Let's bring up Nathan Orton.
2: Yeah! Woo!
0: Nathan films all the sets. Yeah, hey, hey yeah. keep it going. Hey, how's it going? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, uh, who, who who came here for comedy? Raise, raise your hand. Okay, all the two of you, and you're buying drinks, that's good. Whew. Henry's going out there to tell everyone that uh, it just got canceled.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, comedy's about the truth. I'm not going to do, okay. do jokes. I mean, let's be truthful, right? Now. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it got you canceled. You your comedy shit. Your, all your people bought two beers and two pickle shots. So since you're yeah. still fucking funny, you can unplug your mic and get the fuck out. That's
0: real fun. Can you refund my pickle shot? <laughs> uh,
1: no, you can stick that pickle right up your fucking ass and take your microphone with you, buddy. Because y'all motherfuckers ain't fun. Well, uh, I, I now, just got up here. Now, instead of rescheduling
0: this shit, we'll just cancel it all the fuck together. Well, you already did cancel it. Yeah, let me help you with that one. You already did cancel the approach yeah. stage. Is that a little more fucking clear for everybody? Hello? Yeah, now you
1: can ride this fuck out. Yeah, I'm a fucking yeah. motherfucker. So I'm I, I. What <laughs> happened?
0: I didn't even do one joke.
1: No, you want to be fucking funny about how uh, you got canceled because
0: you ain't fucking funny because you didn't bring no customers, right? I was just telling them about my It's it's real fucking. I like getting the room. On? I got and the room customers in here yeah. who are fucking uncomfortable because y'all ain't even funny. Talking about weird shit about pressing buttons and killing motherfuckers in O'Fallon. Last week I was in here, a 60-year-old woman got up here talking about somebody eating her pussy for an hour, really? Somebody else got up here talking about jerking off the fucking Victoria's Secret. She talked, wait, did she? Y'all are that fucking funny? Let me know where you're gonna be. Did she talk about the fuck I have a question. Did she talk about having her pussy eaten for an hour, or did she talk about having her pussy eaten for for an hour?
1: she said
0: if it takes
1: you an hour to eat her was see i made you laugh yeah.
0: <laughs> all right that's all i needed <laughs> have a good night sir. Right on, oh. that's that's that I, i'll never have that kind of patience i'll never have that kind of any that guy made like three aggressive moves <laughs> slash things that whatever another dude does that to you there's some options you have in your head walk away engage whatever else i did notice a drastic body language change when nathan got within arm's reach of him but I, politely approached him well, well first off, nathan orton is a <laughs> trained fighter <And> another, <laughs> there's another video if you want to google it, of nathan orton head kick knocking someone out I'll say, yes, <laughs> in nathan, an mma fight nathan orton
2: has three percent body fat mm-hmm. and comes from a family a fighter so but i think if you're talking about textbook how to handle any situation, frankly. Not only just a situation for a comedian, but almost any situation. I think Nathan nailed it. I, I think that's one that comes from experience. Uh, that's, I think, an inexperienced comedian probably handles that. I, I'll be honest. I think Travis comedian? handles that completely differently. About I don't think I handle <laughs> I, I don't handle that the same.
0: Somebody throws a mic cord at you.
2: Oh yeah, I don't. Oh, what? Yeah, I think Travis. I don't know. I don't know if Travis falls down on the stage.
1: Lawsuit. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I
2: don't know too many comedians in St. Louis. Uh, and I know some very talented comedians. I don't know if they're handling it as calmly as probably Nathan Probably just walk MMI. away. Like, r- Generally right? probably walk away, especially since the guy started going into endless amounts of expletives. Nothing better than a guy going into endless amount of expletives and then talking about the language of comedians mm-hmm. on stage. But that's neither here or there. But
1: Travis gets yelled at. <laughs> that ain't the whitest
2: thing a white man has ever whited in his life. It was. And, and here's the thing. The funny thing about that. That's the same guy that's so quick to call somebody a snowflake if Donald Trump calls be. somebody a name. So that was the also the funny thing about that. But I, I love the way that Nathan handled
0: that, and I hope like if yeah, we hope we hope Mike gets a, a different, a new, a better home for his open mic. Uh, that, yeah. uh, I I think yeah that open mic. With Mike, oh,
2: it, but that's it, right. but yeah, I don't, I I don't know. I guess I don't know what he expected from comedy sets. I don't know what he expected comedians to say when they perform. Well, this, but this. this individual clearly had some other issues going on. He probably was disappointed more than anything because he wasn't drawing a crowd. That's probably yes. the thing that pisses him off more than anything. That he had to listen to comedy that he probably was too confused about, and he <laughs> had to do it where he wasn't bringing in much of a draw. But a credit to again, all that credit goes to Nathan Ortner. The way he handled that situation, I think, I, again, I don't, Chris, I know you and I would have not handled it the same way. Well, then to Gardner, Ted, I don't even know if Gartner necessarily handles it that way. I think that yeah, that was pretty walk, impressive. You walk away, you, or you generally walk away. I don't, I don't, I know some black comedians that's probably not walking away from that. But okay, <laughs> but I thought what Nathan did yeah, was I'm not
1: slapping the guy. That, I'm not going to win that. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 the only way I win is to do something else. I, what I th- that is I'm not saying because I need those in the back pocket but
0: <laughs> right no 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 I just the fact that he found a way to, to de-escalate it and make with the guy laugh like, that guy was just telling you he was going to shove a pickle shot up your ass Yeah, it started with, will you cop my here? pickle shot? That was
1: good. <laughs> will you cop my
0: pickle
2: shot? I would imagine arguing with Nathan Orton is annoying as fuck. <laughs> 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 but he's a pain in the ass. Well, that was, that's
0: my thing, too. It's like, you guys, everything's everything's tough guy talk and all this stuff until it's like that. Like, do you don't want his shin. And he's right. You don't want his shin upside your orbital, man. That's, that's and I,
2: and I, and I, and I, and I, I think... I don't know what you do in that situation. You kind of want to acknowledge that person's ignorance, their stupidity in the moment. And I think that guy got his feelings hurt um, because Nathan is Nathan Orr. Nathan Orr is going to say, you canceled the show. He's going to call you out. You canceled it. Ain't no way to be cute about it. And when the guy got called out, he got into his feelings. And he acted like a little baby back bitch. Oh boy. that was very apparent. There it is. Unplugging the thing on the stage, but I, I, yeah, Nathan handled that as well as anybody could have handled that in that situation. That was very good. That Why was are you
1: just calling people names.
2: man yeah. he was acting like a little baby back pussy right. ass bitch. No, right. oh,
1: now, yeah. Well, if, now Chrissy Teagan,
2: if Chrissy Teigen can say it, then I can.
0: But really? he was. No, I don't, don't think Chrissy you're on the same bro. level. That's also true. Just like Gardner's not little Tanichi. It's Tochi. It's little Tunisia. <laughs>
2: Night in Tunisia. <laughs> uh, Gardner, I knew this set of news made you very excited. Uh, Face Off apparently <laughs> is going to be remade and yeah, is underway at mm-hmm. Paramount.
1: What's going on here? Uh, from
2: the producers of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize this was a thing that people really wanted, but apparently, after this announcement, folks went nuts about the prospects of this movie being remade. And the funny thing about it is, it's an incredibly awful film. Yeah, It is a very, very bad. It's not even like, it's one but of it's those things like, I guess, I guess. Rotten if you,
1: Tomatoes has it. Is
2: what? They do have it high, don't they? I thought they had it I high. I think you're right. I think they have it like in the 70s or 80s if I I'm not it was mistaken. In the 80s. No, it
0: it's high. It's like it was like 88 or something. Yeah. Well, I
2: wasn't on board with this until someone suggested two names oh, to me. Oh shit. 92. We're... Okay. <laughs> oh, right. all right. That is horseshit. Oh, we're... can we, we can we find a new Website, oh for our film here oh, Man, that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Here
0: I was because uh, critics had Chappelle's new special on Rotten Tomatoes at like thirty percent or something. The audience has it at a hundred, something insane. And then you flip to like a special that I could call out was, and the critics have it at a hundred, and the audience has it at like twenty. So just know who you're dealing with. That's all I say. Mm-hmm. I was on the this fence. is confusing though. This is face off like where do how do they. It it is entertaining. I don't remember it being 90% entertaining. It wasn't 90% entertaining.
1: If you read that Q&A with Nick Cage recently, in the last month or so, uh, he needs to make movies. And he likes making lots of movies. Mm -hmm. He will keep working. He likes being active and making movies. Don't blame him. John Travolta maybe the same deal right now. I don't know. But here's an opportunity. Those two get to make movies. We will benefit. True. We will benefit.
2: One way or the other, we will benefit. Either we're going to make fun of it, or we're actually going to probably enjoy it.
0: Do we agree with our friend Craig saying Gina Gershon was hotter than the bottom of a frying pan in it, though? No. What happened to Gina? Yeah, she was
2: very hot in that movie. Yeah, I know. She was was very very hot in that movie.
0: I think I
2: was, again, not. I didn't care about this until someone suggested two actors that I think would make this a very fun movie. Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds.
1: So you're not having Nick Cage or John Travolta?
2: No. there is going to be as far away from this film as possible. Yeah. If it's trying to make money, put it that way. If you're trying to make this go straight to DVD or streaming online, then sure, bring back Travolta and Cage. But I would keep them as far, far, far away from this movie as well. Unless you want to make... No, just keep them far, far away. I don't want them involved in this project at all. I not.
1: would be upset if Face Off with Nick Cage and John Travolta, the reboot, got made before National Treasure 3. That would not well, it, me It's off. probably going to
0: happen. Got a message from uh, Nathan Orton. Uh-huh. who was tagged, uh, just sorry to interrupt the face-off talk, but uh, sorry, can't like the post, I'm in FB jail because of making a joke about drowning kids. That's, that's. <laughs> you think that's fucking funny? Coming in here,
1: talking Pickles. about that? Tell that's him to shove that pickle, pickle up
0: yeah. his ass. that Tell him that's yeah. what we said here. And let's not take any context. Let's just get really mad about it, because that's how I like to do things. Now, That's I wanna, fantastic. now I want to know, though. Yeah. Oren Sorry, is
2: has been tapped to write the script, and the Fast and Furious franchise producer Neil Moritz oh boy. will produce the reboot, uh, while originally Face-Off producer David Permit will serve as the executive producer. The new Face-Off should benefit from technological advances from Hollywood with the deep fake videos that mm. have flooded the internet in recent years. Oh, that makes sense, though. That, that makes a ton of sense. Kind of. I think, like I said, I think if you told me that you're going to put Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman in it, I will be there Friday night. I'll be there opening night. I would watch the hell out of that movie. Because it'll be funny and actually action-packed.
1: you want to get me, you get one actor involved. Who, who is I that? think is the best actor going. Uh, who is that? Benedict Cumberbatch. I love me some Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: You just like his name. No, I like Benedict I'm going to have to write
2: a fat check to get Benedict Cumberbatch to submit to this film.
0: Yeah, he's very
1: good. <laughs>
2: that's a a fat check you know what how about flipping it and since we all look alike anyway cast two black actors
0: who would be two black actors you would like to see in face off you said it who no, you said black actors all look. So, so it's like, yeah. oh, I said. Let's say, yeah, <laughs> Mike Epps and. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Let's say Mike Epps, hang on, and Idris Elba. They look exactly. Yeah, Mike Epps are. and yeah. Tay Diggs. Yeah. The
2: two black actors that people white people be
1: like,
0: wait, they're
2: not the same thing.
1: I'm not doing Tay Diggs. Craig this ain't some holiday
0: movie where with an ensemble cast? Craig wants Benedict Cumberbatch and Daniel Day Lewis.
2: That, <laughs> that would be the most. Awesome action film ever. The acting, the acting in that film. Oh. I kind of want that now. I kind of want that. So, so if we get it, DDL
1: out of retirement.
0: If it's, uh, I would it's, do it. That would probably be the movie. If it's the, if it's the Rock and Matt Damon, <laughs> does Matt Damon, does Matt Damon <laughs> yes. get ran, get ran through the ringer for <laughs> acting like he was doing blackface?
2: Ooh, that's a good question.
0: Does that make sense? It does make sense for intimating he may be doing blackface?
2: Just do uh, who two white actors that really I get confused with all the time I see them on the screen? Do uh, Chris Hemsworth and John Hamm?
1: How do you get those two
2: confused? I don't know.
0: I know it doesn't work because they have to have similar bodies though, right? Because it's their face on the other face. Body. off. Yeah.
2: That was a bad movie. I hate that it's not. Ninety-two. Right? It's a bad movie. That's a bad movie, guys, can we acknowledge that that's a like even as a kid, I knew when I was watching I was like, this is insanely violent, incredibly stupid, and it was very long it was it's a bad movie. the premise is just awful,
1: but it was fun. I saw something on Twitter not too long ago where it's like raw footage of Travolta and Cage acting a scene from there so and it's also like when yeah cut, i saw that yeah and then their discussion little chat afterwards as well they're
2: a dead series about that movie oh they yeah they were they into were. it they were into it
1: they're like how do, how do you
2: like this move did you, think you like did you like it did it work for you there like because i thought i came on too strong and travolta's like oh man you know it's great i, think I got a doing... massage
0: to catch I'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh all right <laughs> our... <laughs> Our friends at St. Louis Counseling Services support us, and maybe after you see the score of Rotten Tomatoes for face-off, you might need to talk to someone, too. St. Louis Counseling Services, they are here to help, everybody. Since 1955, they've served the St. Louis area school partnership programs, counseling services, employee assistance programs. Contact them online, stlouiscounseling.org, and be sure to check out the new podcast, Mental Health Matters, each and every week from St. Louis Counseling Services.
2: Chris, tonight, your Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, kick off. Kick off? Ice off.
1: Ice off. Ice pitch up. Face off. Face off. Face off. off.
2: In the first preseason action, but that isn't the news that necessarily has Blues fans all excited. Oh, what is that? That was a big announcement over the weekend. Your St. Louis Blues bringing back fan-favorite uniforms. The Blues revealed 90s vintage jersey at training camp. They will have three dates in the upcoming season where they will wear these puppies. For those who are listening at home, it's basically clown jerseys. Hmm. It's a red, yellow
0: collar. So these are fun, but like these are hideous. They're very bad.
2: They're very, right? very bad. They're bringing them back because uh, why the hell not So Colors of the St. Louis flag. If the they are, I wish they would have made the, like, wish they've got the flag actually in there. That'd have been cool. If
0: mm-hmm. the Winter Classic jerseys are the creme de la creme of uh, yes. of custom jerseys, this is the opposite. Right?
2: It's a very but they're uh, still fun. They're I fun, mean, hideous you know. looking jerseys. The, the Blues are going to wear this on three uh, dates in the upcoming seasons. Got the fans excited. Got the fans divided. Actually, I would say more than anything else. But I think even the fans who don't care for it, like myself, I don't have necessarily have a problem with it because I'm probably not going to go out and spend $140 on a jersey anyway. So sweater, I apologize. But, hey, the Blues are keeping it fresh in the upcoming season, especially to celebrate their Stanley Cup champion win. And I like that they're willing to try something different uh, with the baseball team in town. It has to go through 17 years of a process. Then you have to check with everybody out in South County. And then once you get their approval, then the DeWitts have to decide whether or not they care to see it themselves. And then they eventually reveal the jersey. But the Blues are just like, no, we think these are dope. Let's make it happen. So shout out to the St. Louis Blues for making it happen again. That should be really fun. I, they're not—they're hideous. They're not terrible as I remember, but they its still hideous.
1: My brother had one. I don't know if he still has it or not. I doubt it. I remember
0: seeing him around the uh, what it, when did, when was that? Like '96? Mid '90s somewhere. I remember more. seeing him around the I think Farmington Middle School.
2: Mm. How they mm.
0: how they uh, didn't get a
2: blackhawks date for their three dates is beyond me the three dates where it'll be worn is uh, november 21st versus calgary the 27th versus the islanders and the 31st against detroit the detroit, detroit. makes detroit. sense because okay. of the old rivalry and that will be 90s night apparently
1: on the the detroit one.
2: Oh, is that the new islanders one am i reading that okay. i'm not sure I'm not it looking. looks like it says february versus the islanders will be 90s night and okay. march 31st versus detroit I'm surprised they didn't get a Blackhawks date. That's kind of weird. If you've seen, I don't know, if you, have you seen the commercial they have for it? Yeah. It's pretty freaking sweet. It's really nice. It looked it's like a, they
1: got Ken Wilson to voice Apparently,
2: it which is crazy because someone pointed this out, and I thought this the same. Uh, Ken Wilson didn't leave on the best of terms with the Blues, and last time I checked in on Ken Wilson, he was a birther, I thought. <laughs> I think he, Maybe he wasn't a birther, but he was... Out there no. last night, yeah. because he was doing something politically out in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, he was out. He lived in Hawaii. Yeah,
2: but I think he was like I forgot what party he was a part of. I think the Communist Party. I don't know. Uh, allegedly.
0: Oh I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research on your behalf. <laughs> I will say this:
1: the Blues do have a new radio home. They do. Um, they've left KMOX and are now at 101 ESPN.
0: WXOS as their
1: flagship. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Why oh, will we just do that? Like just the three of us? Uh, well, we'll have a fourth person in. Uh,
0: Ooh. Uh,
1: new friend of the show. Uh, Randy Carricker will be dropping by to discuss stuff with us in the 9 o'clock hour.
0: Fellow Helium Comedy Competition judge, mm-hmm. Randy Carricker. You judged with him? Did. Look at you. Fist bumped, hung out twice. I oh, saw him at, at, at the MLS cool.
1: event. He said to tell Chris hello. And then uh, I said, hey, if you got time here in the coming weeks, you're more than welcome to drop by. How delightful. And then we can set a tea time for something. Oh, cool. you, guys.
0: So. <laughs> you lured him in with <laughs> golf. Great. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Randy Kirchner a very talented individual. He has a lot of interesting things to talk about and the perspective that he has mm-hmm. being talent, being at different radio stations, being part of... A giant successful station now for many years. uh I'm I'm really excited. He's Randy was voice. great to chat with.
2: How, how long has he been in this career? For almost thirty plus years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. At forty, even. but thirty following.
2: 40. Yeah, I just as a kid growing up, I've been following from his days on Sports Talk Plus. Yep. Like even on with uh, Sports Plus. Sports Plus. What well, I'd we'll have all. Sports, Sports Plus. Plus. You're talking about yeah. The Pit. The Pit, yeah. It used to be my favorite show every Sunday. I used to watch it religiously. Him and Mike Bush, Charlie Tuna, they would get on and debate local St. Louis issues. Uh-huh. And I've been watching and listening to Carriker ever since, so it's going to be cool to have him in here it's to talk. he has been very,
1: very good to me in my time in radio. Hey,
2: but he's also, I think he's been a, str- a great representation of just, of the media here in St. Louis. Uh, the guy does a very good job. Uh, first of all, he's incredibly smart. And does his homework as well as anyone, and knows the city in and out. And he's definitely one of the most respected yeah, media figures in Saint Louis. He makes no
1: no buts about being a fan more than anything. I like no. That. Yeah. And, and now look,
2: what, what do we say all the time? As long as you choose a side, as long as you choose. If you want to be Mister Objective, be Mister Objective. If you want to have, if you want to support the home team, support the home team. As long as you make no bones about it. So that's what we respect about Randy. So we'll have him in to discuss. Everything that's going on and how social
0: media has affected his career. I would imagine that will be probably a question at some point we ask.
2: I would love to get his thoughts also on naming rights. Uh, We're big on naming rights here in this city. We love love when corporate America gets involved with our professional sports league. And uh, there's a particular industry that I'm very happy to see willing Mm -mm. to um, stick it out.
0: <laughs> Good way to get a guest to cancel. Tomorrow. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Internet porn business submits oh, $10 million no. naming rights bid for Miami Heat home. The internet porn business is booming. The once taboo industries continue creep into the mainstream is seeking to broach another barrier. This time, its sites are set on big time American sports. American Airlines announced on Thursday that it is not renewing its naming rights with the Miami home, American Airlines Arena, which will expire at the end of the year. So a porn company decided to step in and offer their services. Mm-hmm. Bang Bros mm-hmm. is seeking to stake its claim. Mm-hmm. The Miami-based porn production company was quick to announce after the American Airlines news that it wants in on the naming rights and had submitted a $10 million bid to lay claim to the home of the Heat. We have officially submitted our $10 million bid for the naming rights to the Miami Heat Arena. We wish to thank American Airlines for their past support of the Miami Heat. We intend to change the name to Bang Bros Center. Mm-mm a.k.a. the BBC. Oh, I want to read this statement. This is good. With Pat Rowley at the Hill, They're... working his magic like he has in the past, Bang Bros feels they need to show their support for the next wave of winning to come and give okay. back to the city that's Mm-mm. treated them so well. Mm-mm. Both the Heat and Bang Bros Mm-mm. have become staples of the city with huge fans of each. It doesn't get more Miami than having the arena-sponsored by Bang Bros. Yes. Yes. This is officially my favorite story of the year.
1: Can they sponsor the MLS stadium?
2: I want them to sponsor. It. Look. And Which I wa-
1: company would you want? Which porn company?
2: Man, one porn company that does it as well. As it, Pornhub is a very. They get it. They are, They're in on social issues. They're in on women's issues. Mm-hmm. They get it. So, if I think the new MLS stadium should be the porn hub,
1: porn hub stadium, porn
2: hub, just keep it
1: that it's the a hub, hub. the, the hub. hub, call it the porn, the porn. Where are you going? <laughs> the porn, the porn.
2: This is look, I think this is awesome. This won't happen, unfortunately,
0: the because zone. Zone.
2: <laughs> I the NBA, <laughs> the, the, no benti- way. The NBA benti- side, we're doing genres now. I know, I, I don't know what standing the NBA has. But I feel like there is a clause that says you can't name stadiums that the NBA is associated with after
0: porn companies. I would. Have, I'm thinking there's a bylaw in there somewhere. I believe the Constitution protects that. It's a mm. God-given right.
2: And Bang Bros mm-hmm. is all about protection. Mm.
0: I think. For I show. I think yeah.
2: this is. I. If I ever wanted anything more to happen in my entire life, I want this. The BBC, the BBC, you come on! That's the uh, that's the BBC is delight. Come on!
0: (laughs) So while I applaud their work and for what it is, for what it is, that that is full on. Like that is phase eight of idiocracy. Like this. Yeah, we're we're close. No, we're there. No, we're in it. We're in it. We're I right. just
2: want, yeah, someone said they just want to hear Kevin Harlan say, oh, my God, and a throw down dunk
1: and no. the, and the get... BBC has erupted here in no. Miami. Okay. No, you got to go with his three-point call. <laughs> Harlan's three-point call. Right between the eyes. <laughs> it's a major explosion here
0: at the BBC. I love it for today's show. Oh. For what sponsors we, we have throat. left, I appreciate all of that. Oh. Uh, be sure to attend Happiest Hour, again, this Thursday, Sophie's Artist Lounge. We have Angela Smith, Charlie Winfrey, our friend uh, Larry Green stopping by, and Justin Luke. Going to be a great show. Free to get in. Drink specials from Jack and Schlafly. Just trying to cleanse my palate here. Uh, big thanks to everybody for tuning in today. Tomorrow, we're going to clean up our act. We've got oh, a very great <laughs> radio personality stopping by. I'm not Grab saying me his a name it's up there. <laughs> Brady character coming in tomorrow morning to uh, chat with us. It'll be a good time. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in. We're back live They're tomorrow 8 a.m. See no, you then.
1: Okay. Say peace. No, I don't
0: want to say peace because I want to keep this. Up. We already just talked about peace. <laughs> <laughs> How much peace do you owe? Peace. <laughs>